0: welcome to the Hobbs Happenings podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk to Daddy about how he grew up, where he came from, and uh, all that sort of stuff. So Daddy, he joins me now. Daddy, how you doing? Very well. So at first, I want to put to rest the rumor that you're actually from Mars. Is that true or false? No comment. No comment? Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) But how about you tell me um where where and when were you born?
1: Uh, I believe it was in 1642.
0: 1642. That's not true. It's <laughs> not true
1: at all. It was in 1962 in Phoenix, Arizona.
0: It's a very long way from where you live now, but that's okay. We I not guess you like from the you. humidity. No, not very far. It's still pretty far because everything's far <laughs> from me. But it's whatever. And go ahead. I know that most of us know this, but how many siblings do you have and what's the order of them?
1: Two sisters and two brothers. I have a sister, Mandy, a brother,
0: Larry, a brother, Kenny, and a sister, Julie. And then you're the oldest, right? Yep. So when you were growing up, were you particularly close to any of them or one in particular?
1: Um, no, not really. We were a close knit family, but not any particular one.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me, maybe we can walk through one by one. I know you're old and it's hard to remember these things, but what, mm-hmm. what were your siblings like, uh, when they were growing up? So like starting with, I guess, uncle Kenny, what, what was he like growing up?
1: Um, well, we moved to Florida when he was in the third grade. Hmm. Um. I don't remember a whole lot before that. I remember going to AC school, and he was in the second grade there. And I think when he came out of there, he was, like, in fourth grade English and fourth grade history and third grade math. And when he went to Florida, he was a very – at that time, he was a very funny kid. He was always – Saying things to make us laugh, and did not want to take the
0: garbage out, ever. Interesting. It sounds like one of your uh, sons that you have, maybe, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. maybe David. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: It was like having Kenny around when David was around.
0: <laughs> hmm. So, what about uh, your other brother, Uncle Larry? What was he like growing up?
1: Um, he was more quiet, more reserved. Um, I don't know, probably s- when I was growing up, I was more of a loner mm-hmm. and we like to do, you know, go out in the desert and, um, build
0: forts, stuff like that. Cool. And, uh, Mandy and Julie, what were they like? Mm, Annoying. Annoying. Sisters. That makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. You kind of have to be with a brother like you. you Got to have some sort of coping <laughs> mechanism.
1: Uh, I like to tease him a lot. Mandy, here ain't Mandy, especially. and Julie was a little bit young when we were in Arizona.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So what? What was the house like um, that that you grew up in? Well, first of all, was it just one house that you were in the whole time you were in Arizona? No. No. How many different houses did you live in in Arizona?
1: Well, I think until I was six months old, I lived um, at a trailer that was on my grandparents' property, what my dad owns now. Um, The first I recommend was when we lived in Phoenix. Um, I don't remember the street. Thomas Street, I believe it was. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, it was a rental house, three-bedroom. I think it was, two-bath. I don't know. But when we were about... Maybe six or seven. We my dad bought the house next door. Okay. And we lived there till I was eight. And when I was eight, we moved to Sunburst Farms until we moved to Florida.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Do you remember so I guess the what'd you say? Sunbridge Farms? Sunburst. Sunburst Farms. That would have been where more memories that you have would be from, maybe? Yeah. So, is there? Um, what was that place like? If it, it was called a farm, were you guys like on a lot of land or what? No,
1: it was uh, Baker's Acre, which was almost an
0: acre, but it had animal privileges. Okay. So,
1: so, did you guys have animals? Yes, my mother and father's philosophy was a working kid does not get in trouble. So they got animals, so you'd have more to work. <laughs> yeah, we had goats chickens and garden sheep.
0: And you had to take care of all those, I guess.
1: No, we all did.
0: Yeah. Um, when you were growing up in that house or the other one, if you remember, uh, did the siblings share rooms?
1: Um, the one that, that my parents, the first house, my parents bought, I don't remember too much, but when we moved to summer's farms, uh my two sisters shared a room and us brothers shared a room
0: okay um what what kind of things did you do for fun you mentioned that you were kind of uh a little bit of a loner when you were growing up but what what sort of things did you like to do if you had an afternoon to yourself or you got done with your chores what what kind of stuff did you like to do uh go out to the desert and just
1: explore or everybody around us had swimming pools so we go swimming.
0: Okay. So so explain to me a little bit, um, because I I know I live out west, but it's not quite the same as Arizona. When you say go out to the desert, is that like you walk out your backyard and then it's just desert? Or is it everywhere and just if you water it, then it's not desert anymore? How did that work?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. In Phoenix, uh, at least when we were there, they would build until the economy couldn't support building anymore and when my parents bought the house we were the last block before miles of desert
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you go out there now there's miles of houses past ours where it's at now but anyway so we just went one block over and you could go forever in the desert
0: so what kind of stuff did you find when you were exploring the desert anything cool uh we just yeah i
1: just walked around and we built a lot of forts, and people come and tear them down, and we would build more forts, and people tear them down. And my parents had a Datsun 210, and when I was about 12 years
0: old, they would let us drive it out there in the desert. Sounds like someone should have called child services, Daddy. That's not <laughs> safe.
1: We were smarter back then.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I think I remember you telling me before something about um, when, when you were growing up, like, you would you would get your head shaved and then it would just grow for a really long time. You wouldn't get haircuts very often. And then, like, you would have blue jeans. But then when they got holes in them and stuff, you guys would just cut them. And all you did was run around with just shorts on all the time. No shirt.
1: Uh, yeah, every summer my parents would cut our hair, shave it. Uh-huh. like Like you boys do. And I Mm -hmm. hated it. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then we would let our hair grow until the school gone on us. And then we'd cut it. And yeah, I didn't. We wore in the summertime. We just wore shorts. No
0: shoes, no shirt. And they say people from Kentucky are the ones that don't wear any shoes. (laughs) It's crazy. So uh, you mentioned your school a little bit earlier. It was an ACE school that you went to. Explain that. What's that? No, that was ninth grade. Okay, so what, before then, uh, what, what did you do for school before then? Kindergarten through
1: third grade, uh, our church had started a school, I don't know how long it was before I started going there, but I started uh, kindergarten at age four, and it was a two-room schoolhouse, and I believe it was from kindergarten up to like fourth or fifth grade in one room. And then up to 8th grade was in the other room. Yeah. And at 4th grade, we went to Light and Life until 7th grade. 8th grade, I went to Grace Christian. Ninth grade, the church we were going to there started a school with uh, 8 pupils. And 5 were
0: Hobbes'. Interesting. And that was the ACE. Sounds like a scary place. There are the majority of people that are Hobbes'. So, what what was the ACE school like? Because I've done the paces before, but not everybody has. So, what, what was that like?
1: It was uh, 12 paces to complete a school year. Number six and number 12 was basically a test over what was before, a review. And uh, you basically went at your own pace. If you were a self-starter, a great thing. If you... Need encouragement to do your schoolwork? Well, not so great.
0: Yeah, and so those paces were like workbooks that you were going through. Yeah, yeah um, you
1: had you had to get an eighty percent before you could go to the next one.
0: Yeah, or you so repeated were, it. Were you a self starter?
1: I did. I mean, I completed it when I went to Hope Sound. There was uh, they hated people that came from a- ACE schools because most of the kids did not finish their their year. You know, they'd be at Eight in English and six in math and uh-huh. history. They might complete it, and it, it was a mess for them. Um, the only trouble I had was algebra because my teacher didn't didn't know any algebra, so I had
0: to find somebody that would tutor me through it. Gotcha. And uh, you were ahead, weren't you? Whenever you went to the academy in Hope Sound when you moved over there?
1: No, I was. I had just completed just what I needed to, no more, no less. Okay, but you went to college early, didn't you? Like, oh yeah, I did because I started. I went to kindergarten when I was four.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. That's what put you ahead. I gotcha. Um, well, what did, uh, what did your parents do for work whenever you were growing up? Um, my mother was a stay-at-home mom.
1: She did several things, like she did Tupperware parties, um. She made these swans out of styrofoam and feathers and sold them. Uh, she would uh, make meals and take them to where. My dad worked at Food City and sell them like hamburgers and corn on the cob and baked potatoes, stuff like that. And my dad was he worked at Food City, and when we left Phoenix, he was the manager of the meat department.
0: Okay. What um how often did your dad work? Was he able to be at home very often?
1: My dad worked a lot, a lot of hours. Um growing up I didn't see a lot of him until when he became a manager of the meat department, um we saw more of him. He did not work any Sundays, so we saw him on Sunday. But uh whenever he was before that, he would uh, bone bowl on piecework to make extra money.
0: What was your relationship like with your parents whenever you were growing up? Like Were you, I don't know, close to them? Were they like buddy-buddy? Or was it like you? they put the fear of God into you so that you would <laughs> obey?
1: <laughs> um, I loved my parents. But no, it wasn't a buddy system. They were the parents and they were there to teach me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right from wrong And
0: when I went over the line I paid the consequences Do you have any memories of a time That you went over the line And they made you pay the consequences I know that you're perfect But if you could make one up That'd make for some good <laughs> podcast.
1: Well one I self taught myself um, It was on Christmas Eve And my parents kept telling me To quit sticking stuff in the light socket.
0: How old were you? I
1: don't remember. We was in a rented house, probably four or five. Uh huh. And I did it anyways. Got shocked like crazy, and had to go to bed early.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad you're still alive. That's good. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what sparked your interest in Transformers, <laughs> and that's why you're where you're doing all that now. You know, uh-huh. started early. Um, uh, do you have any other memories from, uh, growing up that really stick out to you? Big things that happen or just small things that you randomly remember?
1: Um, yeah, when my parents bought the house next door, they had to have some fix up. I don't remember all of it, but I know my dad was working a lot of hours and trying to roof the house. And one day my mom said for me to stay inside and watch the kids, um, she put some jeans on underneath her dress and went up on top of the roof and finished it <laughs> um i remember we grew up stricter than i am yeah but uh the school i went to uh was having a field trip and they were going bowling uh ice skating and something else i don't remember so I told my, the, the teacher I couldn't, couldn't go, and my parents found out about it, and my dad took off a day, and we went horseback riding. We went to some rock show. We had a, a nice time.
0: Cool. That sounds like fun. Now, you mentioned that you grew up stricter than you are today, because we know that you're a, a big heathen, and and it's mm-hmm. just very sad. We talk about it all the time. But um, so what What was your church like whenever you were uh, growing up? Did you go to the same church or the same couple of churches as you were in Phoenix?
1: Yeah, we, we went to an independent church um, until I was about, I think, somewhere around 12, and it had a split. And my dad was, was the
0: split over. Do you remember?
1: No, or I no? Was, no, I was too young. Gotcha. Um, my dad was a uh, Sunday school superintendent, my parents and my aunt Georgia, who plays the piano, um, would sing a lot. Um, the trio, and when that split, we went to a Wesleyan holiness church with maybe 30 people total in it Mm -hmm. on a good Sunday. And then we went to Hope Sam.
0: You grew up in a a Christian family then, right? Were your parents saved the whole time that you were alive, or did that happen while Yes. Okay. So when, when did your faith become real to you, as opposed to just it's something that your parents did, and they drag you to church?
1: I don't know. Somewhere around age four, age five. I'm not good with time. It was probably when I uh, asked forgiveness. Uh-huh. But, it, but as you know, I didn't grow up as a Baptist. Yeah. So it was more like if you sinned, then you had to start over again. Mm-hmm. And whether that was really what was taught or that's what I felt, You know, it was probably until we moved to Hope Sound that, you know, they kept enforcing us over and over. If you do something wrong, you fall down, you get up and ask forgiveness for that and and move on. Mm -hmm. But so I
0: don't know. I'd say about four. Gotcha. Did you ever have because like I've talked to the older siblings and stuff sometimes and I don't think it was I mean, it's different for them. Um, because most of the years I remember being at church, we were at um, Highview, like in middle school and high school. Like I remember Grace, and I remember uh, the Wesleyan Church. It's just the more formidable years were at Highview. But like I've talked to Stephen before, and he said that like he's had to kind of get past the view of God being someone that's up there ready to to smack you whenever you do something wrong. Like he's waiting for you to mess up, and then to Um, to get at you and he knows that that's not right but that because of some of the environment maybe that he was in when he was growing up that's how he felt did you ever have any of those feelings that you had to overcome or did you just kind of understand you know god's god's there you know for you and he's not waiting for you to fail um
1: I, i don't i never thought god was just waiting for you to fail but also thought that he was, when you did fail, that that was it. And you had to come back and get saved all over again. Yeah. So there was many trips to the altar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. One one more question before we move on to, I guess, getting out of Phoenix. But what what was the most, well, a couple more questions, I guess. Um, what was the most embarrassed that you remember being in your childhood? Was there something your parents did or something that you did? Well,
1: my dad bought chickens every summer for us Mm -hmm. to take care of, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they weren't gone by school time. So we had to go out and feed them early in the morning. And I remember going out to feed them one morning and come running in because I was a little late. The bus was there. I ran and got on the bus, and it was probably a 45-minute ride. We were one of the first ones. Uh-huh. And I get on the bus, and about 20 minutes into it, these kids start saying, man, what's that smell? What's that smell? I realized I had chicken manure
0: on my uh, feet. That's no good. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about uh, what's the most fun you remember having as a kid?
1: Probably going to my, spending summers at my uncle's cabin.
0: Okay. And that was nearby? Prescott.
1: That was in Prescott. It was, about, it was 90 miles north of
0: Phoenix. Okay. So how, how much family did you have in Phoenix? Cause you said, uh, your aunt Georgia and then, um,
1: my aunt Georgia uncle. and my uncle Carol, okay. they were, they were married. She was a nurse and he was a police officer.
0: And who's that yeah. related to? Is that uh, Papa or Grandma? Grandma.
1: Sister. Grandma. Older okay. sister. Gotcha. And they had two children, Tim and Patty.
0: And that is that the Tim that uh, Timmy's was named after? Yeah, that's Brandon's dad. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then we had Uncle Jim,
1: and who was married to Nelda, which had Lauren and Anita when we were there. But they they got a divorce, so Uncle Jim and Lorna and Anita would come over almost every Sunday
0: until we moved. Now, was it a tradition back then that you had Mexican food every Sunday? We had it quite a bit.
1: Was that no, just I, like I improved the tradition? Uh
0: huh, uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering is because you're from Arizona is that why you have such an infatuation with uh. With the Mexican yeah. food, My, I had
1: a uncle Kenneth that lived out there, and his wife, Aunt Tommy, was from Mexico, and made fantastic uh, tamales. And there's more cousins. There was uh, Ross and Gregory and Tim and Kenneth.
0: Did you have cousins that were close in age to you?
1: Uh, Timmy was. He was a year older.
0: Okay. Did uh, did you guys hang out with cousins and extended family very often?
1: Uh, them. Uh, Timmy went to my school. Went to, okay. we went to the same school until um, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and that's when we started going different ways.
0: Gotcha. So, um, what what caused you uh, and your family to move cross country from? phoenix over to to hope sound where grandma and papa live now
1: um my parents were concerned about our education about growing up where we were uh when i was in the i think it was the sixth or seventh grade i don't remember there was people uh there were some kids overdosing in second grade ma'am in i think 1970 or 1972 they put barbed wire, they put fence with barbed wire around the high schools, and hmm. you had to, had to have a card to get in. Uh, drugs were very rampant, so my parents wanted to either move to uh, Hope Sound or to Missouri, where my mom
0: had gone to school. Okay. A, Ava, Missouri. So what, um, do you remember, did they tell you what the deciding factor was, was going to Hope Sound instead of the other?
1: Um I think it was housing. I'm not really sure. Okay. Exactly, exactly why? I just re- my most uh thing was that they decided to go to Hope Sound and my dad took off a day of work to go up into the mountains. They owned some property up a little bit north of Phoenix and he went up there to uh to pray and while he was there God told him that his house, they had the house on the market, and and nothing was moving at that time. Phoenix was in a recession, and God told him that the house would sell the next day, and to go to you know, he'd be moving to Hope Sound. Well, he came home and told us all that, and my mother said, "Well, you know, it'll probably sell, but not tomorrow. You know that your dad's underneath a lot of stress." Uh-huh. Well, the next day, I don't remember what day it was. If you want, I don't know if we went to church or where we went, but the next day that evening we went somewhere and we came back home and of course the house hadn't sold. And the next day, we, the following day, which would be two days later, we get a phone call from the real estate people said I came by your house last night to sign a contract. These people want your house. Wow. So if we had stayed home, (laughs) we could have sold, they would have sold the house. Uh Uh-huh. So they sold it, and I thought it was earlier in September, and my mother said no. It was like three weeks. school had been going on for three weeks when they finally closed, and,
0: and we left for Arizona. So how old were you again whenever you moved? 14. What, what was your mindset with the move? Were you excited about it? Were you upset that you were leaving, I guess, home? How did you feel? No, I mean, it didn't bother me. I was with my
1: my brothers and sisters and my parents, so I you know it was an experience to go to do. and when we got to Florida, I was very happy. There was more kids in my class than there was in my whole church, <laughs> yeah, and coming from a school of eight to a classroom of thirty,
0: pretty big and, shift, yeah, yeah. So uh, what did your dad do for work whenever he first got to uh, Florida? Well, he stayed
1: uh, on at Food City. He would fly back and forth. And fly back and
0: forth to Phoenix. How did that work? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like he was flying back and forth for what? Like just like Eighth... every day or what? No, every two weeks, every three weeks.
1: He would, he would fly to... Um, he'd stay in Phoenix for two to three weeks and then fly to Ho- Hope Sound for a couple days, then fly back again. Huh. And he finally got a job at Publix uh-huh. in Stewart, making a lot less money than he made in Phoenix, but he was home. So, I don't know how many times... I mean, time seemed to fly by then. But he'd been working there for a while and they don't do it, but every three or four years and they showed up and he, they don't tell you they're there. They showed up and evaluated the workers and they pulled him aside after they evaluated him and said that he had got the highest ranking and they never give it out. My dad is no. a very hard worker. Yeah. So, and then I think it was like a month or two later, uh, his manager came to him and told him that he noticed that he was not putting the meat out, pricing the meat and putting it out that his helper was doing it and that he'd had to, what they were doing was they would grind meat up and they would, the same meat, they would say it was a uh, ground beef, lean ground beef or extra lean ground beef
0: huh.
1: and sell it for higher prices, which is cheating. Yeah. And my dad said, I can't do it. You know that's that's cheating. That's lying. I'm not doing. It. And he said, "If you don't do it, we're gonna fire you." And my dad said, "Well, I'll quit. You know, I'll work this week out and I'll quit because I've never been fired before." Well, that weekend he went back in on Monday morning and said, "Nah, I'm not in the wrong. I'm not quitting." So they said, "Okay, you're fired. You know, you got this last week." I'm not sure how long they he worked after. You know, when they said he fired, I don't know if they let him finish the week out or what? Yeah, but. There was a uh, a builder in the church that heard about it and offered my dad a job. I don't remember how much, but I think it was five dollars an hour, which is ridiculous. Uh Um, And before, and this guy, I worked for him too um, later on. But before my dad finished the week out, he'd already give him a fifty cent raise. Wow and that's digging footers my dad got a heat stroke there um construction slowed down and he picked up some yard jobs and did some uh um remodeling on some houses you know that that needed fixed up and i went to work for a guy helping him out um on a Jupiter island and after I worked for him like two weeks, he asked me if I, he was going to Arizona to do some mission work
0: uh-huh.
1: and wanted to know if I wanted the account there. And I said, no, I don't want it. But I put him in touch with my dad. And my dad started doing yards. And that's where he, you know, he picked up some uh, other accounts. My mom was, uh, being, was a maid on an island and got some accounts that way. And my dad has a great reputation because everywhere you go, it's the place on either side, you know, and friends. Yeah. And I don't know how many he's got, 40, 50 accounts now on Jupiter Island. Yeah. There was a, after, after he did uh, construction for a little bit, he went and got on at UPS before he started Union yards. And uh, he was almost, hired on full time. He didn't have much more time to go. And uh, the a driver came to him and told him that he was supposed to go back to the, to the center. So he left. Well, he, what he didn't do was take the packages with him. And so the next day, my dad's boss and the other driver's boss came in and said, okay, uh, y'all did something you're never supposed to do. You're supposed to bring the packages with you. So we can get them on time to where they go, and there's a vast amount of packages that didn't make it on time. And he looked at the the driver that had been there for a while and said, "You, you know, you're you've been here so many years, so we're gonna let you decide who gets fired." Well, the guy said, "Okay, my dad's fired." Here, so he lost that job, but it was God's uh, plan. You know, guiding my dad, but I know it wasn't great because he went back to uh, construction again. Yeah. And uh, we worked, I don't know the sequencer at all, but I worked uh, on the tabernacle there at Hope Sound. We worked there for maybe two or three months on it. And one day they came in and said, hey, uh, we're way over budget, so you no longer have a job.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: It seemed like god was it's I'm sure for my dad it was a lot of stress, but it seemed like my, that God was trying to push my dad to to what he you know to his business he has now, yeah, but when i was uh in college for the christmas break uh there was no work in Florida at all at that time. I went down to u p s they had a sign- uh ad in the paper you know if you want to be a helper, come down here and you know. We'll hire you. Well, I went down there. There was like 30 jobs. And I think there was something like 300 people showed up for those 30 jobs. And I walked in in, and they would interview you. And a guy took my, you know, application and stuff and said and asked me, you know, my name. And he said, "Uh, do you live in Hope Sound? I said, yeah. Is your dad Keith Hobbs? I said, yes. He said, well, your dad was not treated right. He said, I was his, his boss, but that was not right. What, what, what they had done to him because his boss was told by some other boss. That's what had to happen. Yeah. He said, don't say anything to anybody, but I owe your dad. So go through those doors right there and you have a job. And anytime you want a job, you come back and you look me up and you have a job. So, and when my brother went down there, I hear the same thing happened. My, your uncle Kenny went down. It was a, uh, um, worked as a uh, loader, and then he uh-huh. became, became a supervisor. I'm not sure how long he worked there,
0: but. Well, I guess God turns bad situations into into good ones pretty often. Yeah, I just don't like
1: situations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that whole sequence, I guess, with your dad must have made me even if not at the time, at least now, looking back on it, has been pretty good teaching moments for, for you in your life and the fact that you know things go bad and God's still got it under control and he's putting you where you're supposed to be. Um, do you have any recollection of any other uh, teaching moments or situations that stuck out to you that you learned from, from your parents? I know you definitely learned how to be a hard worker from your parents, um, <laughs> but... Anything else that sticks out to you besides that? Uh, yeah,
1: uh, when we were going to gospel center, I remember my dad. One of his times, he was it was their anniversary. And I don't know how many years they were married, but um, they would always ask him, you know, what what's keeping your marriage together? Whether uh, they might have been married like ten years, and my dad made made a statement that stuck in my mind. He said. We don't allow the word divorce in our house. It's not an option. Yeah. So if you take that option away, you have to figure out a way to stay together. And my parents loved each other. They got along. I'm not, They had some quarrels every now and then. And that was another thing that stuck with me that, you know, it, it was a choice. You know, when you get married, you make a choice. It's not going to be always romantic all the time and everything is just awesome and wonderful. Because sometimes I aggravate your mother and sometimes she aggravates me. But it's a choice that we stay together. And that's a lot of reasons. A lot of the um, ideas I have, like making you all have a a list when you're growing up, you know. Uh-huh. was just some of the same things my parents drilled into me of what to look for. I didn't have a list, but they was always constantly drilling me in, you know, pointing out things. This is what you would want for a wife, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my dad always made my mother the example.
0: If you want a good wife, you'll get one like her. There you go. She's a little crazy, but <laughs> but I like her. She's She's pretty good. Um, so when, cause I know from talking to your parents, they both started working very young. Uh, when did you start doing your first, um, well, how about when, when did you start working like outside the house and when did you start full time working outside the house? So like growing up, did you have any, uh, odd jobs that you did for neighbors and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh,
1: Back before was what was called a weed eater. (laughs) I pulled uh, grass out of the fence rows. Um, I sold tomatoes, uh, mowed yards, and some sometimes you know for different people. But not a lot outside the house because my parents kept us pretty busy.
0: Yeah. Um, So whenever you were in Florida and you went to high school there at the academy, um, did you like your time there pretty well? Did you like school in general? And did you like your Mm -hmm. time there? Yep. Did you have a favorite subject? Math. Math. What about math did you like? (laughs) Like, did you like the algebra, the geometry, all of it?
1: I I like geometry. I didn't care much for algebra.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, how about whenever you finished in high school uh, was there a thought, a decision to be made do I go to college do I not go to college if I do, where to go or was it just well the next step is just to go to the Bible college that's there
1: the next step was to go to the Bible college that was there
0: Yeah. and what, what did you decide to major in
1: well let's see there was four majors nursing <laughs> Pastoral, missionary, and music.
0: So you pick music.
1: <laughs> well the
0: first three didn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> um what so you played the trumpet, right? And piano. And piano, okay. Had you um had you grown up playing instruments or did you learn it at high school or what? No. I taken piano on and off and trumpet ever since I was in the fourth grade. Okay. Gotcha. So you must have probably really liked music then if you were going to make that a major. Is that right?
1: I love music. Uh-huh. Sitting in the in the classroom and making music, music my life goal. I Didn't found work out, out for you? wasn't going to work out, no.
0: Yeah. How, how long did you go to the Bible college?
1: Uh, I quit the second semester of my sophomore year.
0: Okay. What, what made you decide to quit? Was it just kind of you woke up one day and you realized it? Or did something happen that made you realize you didn't want to do that anymore?
1: Um, I'd already sw- started switching majors. They had a business major, which wasn't really... I mean, it was more math than anything. And I start—I thought I'd try that.
0: And well, in Hope Sound at the time, like it was... I, I mean, it, it's not like up or at, at the time it wouldn't be up to like the level of the degrees and stuff that you would get at Pensacola nowadays. Right. Like it's, it's just like, it was, it was a Bible school for missionaries and stuff. And then it had a couple other things. Is that right? Or am I off well, on that?
1: No, it wasn't for missionaries. I mean, just, it was, it was for whoever, but my class, my freshman class was probably the largest they ever had there. Uh-huh. there was There was 90 in my freshman class. Okay, gotcha. So there it is, it's a very small school compared to, especially compared to Pensacola. You yeah. probably had more in your class than the whole school, from kindergarten to through college. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, then I don't know. Some turn of events happened, and I got aggravated to school, and I just quit. I knew it wasn't what I was going to
0: do, so. I went into construction. Gotcha. And what would you do for construction? Is that when the drywall came into it or were you doing other stuff besides that?
1: No, I was hanging drywall on the, uh, with um, with some friends of mine. I went from there to uh, being a carpenter for about two years. And then right before I got married, I went back to hanging drywall piecework.
0: Okay. Now, was your dad doing landscaping by that time?
1: Uh, when I went, when I got married, yes, he was doing landscaping. Um, and I'm not sure how much before when I
0: before I got married. Okay. Now, did you ever, at the time that you guys were down in Florida, did you ever um, work for him? And if not, did you ever consider working like as a full time employee, as opposed to just helping out?
1: no i worked for him and when construction slowed down um he would you know give me give me work to keep me going Uh uh-huh when uh there were several times i had i was the only hanger for like three or four contractors and there was nothing to do man so my my dad would give me you know
0: hours yeah um so when you're in college, I know you were just there for a couple years and you didn't necessarily like um, like you like music, but not necessarily the, the classroom part or making that a career. Um, but did, did you enjoy college overall? Did you make good friends and have a good time?
1: Yes. Yes, I enjoyed college. I have a lot of friends from college.
0: Yeah. Who were who were some of your um, best friends from college?
1: Well, the Bizones, Merlin and Marlin, I don't know. There's They're scattered all over. I have teachers from Doug Canfield in New York, and they're now. Um, if I started naming them, i miss out somebody. Gotcha. <laughs> the pastor of uh, Grace was the president of the college then. Yeah, Whitaker. Yes, and his son was in my class.
0: I like Dr. Whitaker. He was a nice man. He baptized mm-hmm. me. Yep. And if I was going to work at that school down in uh, uh, in Florida, I was going to have to get re-baptized. <laughs> <laughs> because that that's, baptism didn't that's, work. It's <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> the wrong water. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm aware. But So, uh, how long was it between when you stopped going to school uh, that you met mom? Mm. You know, time is not a good thing for me. <laughs> I, this is scary to me, because the more I talk to you, the more <laughs> I realize that you're just an old me, and or I'm a young you, and it's kind of scary. I'm not good with time. I was somewhat of a loner growing up. You know all all of these things, so I I don't know. It's, it's scary. I quit this
1: that sophomore year, so I was sixteen, seventeen. I think I think it was like a year and a half later. So it said be eighty. We got married in eighty three. I met her in the summer summer of eighty two. Gotcha. and I graduated in seventy nine. So that will. Not too
0: long after, well, I wonder this this might seem kind of a weird question to wrap it up with, but I'm trying to find one for us to to tie everything together. um you have several uh grandkids now um on number six with uh Madeline, right is Ty's mm-hmm. new baby's name yep Madeline Madeline okay um <laughs> but I wonder. Cause I know some of the kiddos listen to the podcast. I know Gavin and Emily like to listen to it. So, and again, this might be a weird question, but what I want I want to ask what what's the key to a happy childhood? <laughs> but like, what would you you would consider your childhood pretty happy, right? Very. Yeah, and that didn't come necessarily from you know being having all the the toys and things that you wanted. You guys got work to the bone. So what? Why were you happy as a kid if, if you had to do all those chores? I guess is what I'm trying to ask.
1: Well, let's put it this way. You see, I would have probably done just as many chores and had a whole lot more time if I'd have realized that if I could just get busy and get off my butt, it would be done.
0: Uh huh.
1: Like, To go back a little bit, we had to clean the garage every Saturday, pull everything out, spray it down, put everything back up. We moved to Summers Farms. I would be out there at 11 o'clock and I had to wash the truck. I'd be out there at 11 o'clock at night because I piddled all day long. And then our grass started growing because when we moved, there was a brand spanking new house. Our grass started growing, so now they added to that I had to mow the yard. It was still eleven o'clock at night. I one day I woke up. So man, if I'd hurry up and get this done, I'd have more time to play. So we had work, but I mean if I had hurried, it would have got done a lot quicker. And once I got it done, I was off the desert. I went. But uh the happy childhood, I i don't know. I just thought everybody was like me. I didn't know there was... I mean, I knew the people across the street had some problems, but I didn't realize it. Looking back now, I realized it was major problems. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I felt secure. I felt like my parents wanted me around. I mean, I had you know, brothers and sisters that we had fun, played together, whatever,
0: you know. Well, that'll that'll be a lesson to, to you, Gavin and Emily and Riley and Maya and Sophia and Madeline, that you just got to <laughs> be happy. Everything's okay.
1: What are you going to do when the rest of them start having you got to have a... A notepad make sure you don't miss one of them. That's right. There's way too
0: many. It's hard. I I've been I've been trying to get into like making a list to to pray for the family instead of just doing whatever. Not because I mean I, I I don't I don't have an actual list. I just have like one day I pray for the immediate family. Another day I pray for extended family and stuff like that. I'm gonna have to start giving two days to the immediate family because I still count. You know, Ty's kids and Anna's kids and the one. If Steven and Alyssa ever get on the ball, I'll be up a creek. I mean no good.
1: <laughs> hey, you just go, uh, Kevin and Anna and family.
0: Yes, that's what I need to do. And I guess I'm i I'm sorry, Alyssa, I, I should be praying for your dogs, but but I don't. So forgive me. Yes,
1: but. they tr- they you know they try to pass they're trying to pass a law here that that animals have the same rights as humans. Oh dear. In Florida. Well, hopefully that was one, one it, of the amendments.
0: It, it did you vote no? Yeah. Yes. I voted against uh, legalizing medical marijuana today. Well, how am I gonna make any bad. money? I I don't know. I don't know, man. But my pastor told me he said Andrew vote no on Prop Two. I said okay, <laughs> Pastor. And then the other guy that I was with, he was like, "Well, I want to vote yes." And my pastor was like, "Well." I mean, do what you want. I'm just telling you, I'd vote no. Okay, well, I'm going to vote no, Pastor. (laughs) Tell you, though, those judges are confusing. I don't know how I'm supposed to decide which judge gets retained and which one they get rid of. Like, what do I know about those
1: things? Did you go to Republican booth?
0: Uh, No, well, they in Utah, I didn't even, they mailed me the ballot without me asking for it. Like, I registered and they mailed the ballot to me. And then you can mail it in or you can go to a designated drop-off area, or you can go to the polling place. And all I did was I walked in, I told them I already filled it out, and I had it in an envelope. And they said, okay, uh, walk over there and put it in that bin, and you can get an I voted sticker and be on your way. I was like, okay, sounds good. Hmm. But yeah, I, I I started to think, you know, maybe I should research all of these people and stuff like that, which as I become more familiar with Utah, I will. That's a terrible thing to say. They didn't research the people. But when it comes to voting along party lines, I know that some people don't like the fact that there's an option for a Republican-only ticket, but I think of it this way. On the Democratic Party platform, um, they kill babies, and they uh, want um, gay marriage to be a thing. And I disagree with both of those things. So I'd say that even, even if it's not the most solid Republican, like I voted for a Pretty harsh critic of Trump today, but uh, she was at least for the party that doesn't like to kill babies as much, so that was the goal.
1: Well, I'm sure the other side's a pretty harsh critic,
0: so. Yes, yes, I would say. Didn't lose nothing there. Well, Daddy, thank you for joining me this evening. I know it's well past your bedtime. Nine o'clock there, local. I don't know how you stayed (laughs) awake. Toothpicks. Uh Uh-huh. But I really enjoyed talking to you. And we'll have to do this again sometime to learn more about your wonderful past. Well, thank you, Andrew. I enjoyed it. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time as I talk to mom about what it was like for her growing up. Until then, toodles.